Hi, and welcome to the Management Podcast Show. Hope you're keeping safe and managing through your people to get the results you want to achieve. Please, if you could do me a massive favour and rate the Management Podcast Show wherever you get your podcast from. It helps others find the cast and hopefully improve their management and leadership skills in the future. And as always, please don't forget to drop me a line on whatever you want to engage on. I love feedback on the show and are always willing to engage. And you can get me at managermatpodcasts at gmail.com. So, without delay, let's get on with this week's show. As we enter the start of a brand new year, it's worth taking the time to set the New Year's resolutions and drive forward from week one. As a manager and a leader, we are seen as a spearhead of making sure our business is in the best position for the year ahead, whatever that may bring. To help start the year as you mean to go on, I thought it would be a good idea to revisit my big five of management. So you can spend some time re-listening and re-running the five casts on one-to-ones, feedback, delegation, coaching and empowerment. I always find myself re-listening to audiobooks and podcasts and every time I listen, I get a new depth and details that I missed the first time I listened to. It's always a good idea to make some notes, if it's safe to do so. If you're driving, please don't start making notes. As this writing also acts as a help to embed the knowledge. So please, have a listen and see what if you can kickstart your new year. But, even more importantly, when you start doing a New Year's resolution... It's important to learn the facts. It's important to listen to the shows. It's important to take in the knowledge. And the big five is no difference. But please, don't overthink it. Don't overplan it. When you've listened to it and you've wrote down those notes, just make sure you get on with it. Just go and do it. Now have a listen to my New Year's Big Five of Management. Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Welcome to Manage Matt. This week's episode, Coaching Your Team. Today, as part of the Big Five Management Principles, we'll examine coaching of your team members. How good coaching can make such a difference to performance, We will discuss how coaching works, how to avoid poor coaching pitfalls and how to grow and mentor your team with coaching to deliver better results. So let's get on with the show. Good coaches in sport and we think nothing of that as a perfect way of getting results. The coaching is designed to improve and to get to world class. We admire the best football coaches and pay them a fortune to do what they do. Although sometimes the drama you see and the behaviour of some of the football managers I wouldn't want to see in any business that I would manage. I would guess the first time you threw a bottle of water at someone in a meeting, you would be deep trouble and definitely be in front of HR. If we want to improve our health and our bodies when we're in the gym, we get a PT to coach us. If you want to swim better, you get a coach. If you want to sing better, you get a coach. If you want to improve in anything you do, outside of work, you get a coach. But when it comes to work, we see coaches as something alien. Something that only the, some high-flying companies like Apple and Google would do. But why would we not coach our teams to be successful? Why do we see coaching as something more than the norm? I feel that as managers, we need to break this stigma by coaching our teams. 
As I've said before, our teams make us. Our teams deliver results. So why would we not coach those teams to give even better results? And as a manager, you'll have a wealth of experience and knowledge that you should be passing on to your team. So coaching makes absolute sense. There's also mentoring. Now, mentoring is something slightly different. I'm not going to cover it in here, but that's about getting some advice away from the normal business sense. So that's going out, finding someone with an experience who can then help you by mentoring you, usually outside your chain of command. And I've had a mentor for a number of years away from my business, not my boss, but a mentor that I can then go to and ask them very uh, specific questions how they've handled things in the past. But for today's podcast, we're going to stick to coaching. So now that we've agreed that coaching is a good thing to do, how do we start to do it? As you may have guessed, when you're listening to this podcast, there's going to be some actionable steps. Surprise, surprise. Coaching is specific about improving a skill or a weakness that you see in your directs. Now, I normally start with the idea of building on strengths. Improving weaknesses can be a a bit of a pitfall of a place to go because there's always going to be weaknesses in people. But really, you should start with the strengths. That's what these people are really going to be good at. And that's where they can really step forward and improve even more. Now, coaching in a business is slightly different to a sports coach or a PT. This is around you being the boss and wanting to get those results out of your people by helping them improve. So it's not a case of a Sunday morning league where they're kicking around and at the end of it they turn around and the F and the Jeff at the coach. That's not going to happen. You're still going to be the boss. This is around helping your directs who have already got some strengths to go that little bit further and get a little bit better and using your knowledge and your skills to help them get better. I think when I coach my directs, it's part of my responsibilities to develop a successful leadership vision for my site. We're also looking at succession plans here So when you're coaching people, you're trying to get them up to that next level that will then step into your shoes. You've got to start thinking, if you're ever going to leave that area or that position and move on, you need to make sure you've got someone who can step into your shoes, who can deliver the results as good as you can, even not better. So you've got a chance to progress. If not, you're going to get stuck because if you've got nobody coming through to get you better, then your boss is going to overlook you. So as well as coaching for them, It's also coaching for you. I think by now that if you're doing one-to-ones, feedback and delegation, then coaching would naturally follow. You've seen that the area that these people are strong in, you've known exactly what your directs can and can't do. So now it's time to build on that, to coach them to be that next step to improve. And any direct will grab this opportunity with both hands, who wouldn't want the boss to spend time improving them? So let's look at the steps we need to do to be a great coach. Step one, agree the area and strength that you feel can be improved and built on. Now this will come pretty easy because your one-to-ones and your third section will have identified areas you believe the direct can improve. Now you need to focus then on what we can do to help that person improve. You need to make sure the person agrees that these are the areas that they want to improve. Remember, this is not a performance improvement plan. This is not something that the director's done wrong. This is actually something a positive that they should be seeing. So we need them to agree that this is something that they want to improve. And if they don't, then you need to be taking your time, stepping back, 
running through your feedback, your one-to-ones and your delegation and just parking it for a couple of weeks or maybe months and then coming back to it. Step two, putting a plan. So this is where you will formally agree a plan of improvement actions that are tangible with your direct. You'll find extra help and resource that you might need to give the direct because you might be not be the expert in everything and he may or she may need some coaching outside your expertise. But the good thing is you're the path clearer. You know how to find that expertise for the person. So step three is agree a time frame. Like anything in business, you need deadlines or it will drift. And if you don't get something in stone, then it's so easy for these improvements and these coaching to just stop happening because there's so many other things that will fill your directs and your time. So let's make sure you're putting in an agreed time frame for these improvements and milestones along the way that the direct and you can see this tangible improvement. And step four is establishing reviews with your direct. And again, this is designed to help them hit their deadlines and help them clear any blockages that are getting in the way. We know everyone's going to be busy, but at the start, you're agreeing that this is something that they can take on. So you need to be holding them accountable and also making sure that they're hitting the mark when it comes to it. And also, if they're not getting the support, that's where you come in. You're going up the ladder, making sure that you're getting the people who have agreed to help you direct actually on board with making this happen. So that's the four steps to coaching. So some of the pitfalls of coaching is when really that person should be on a performance improvement plan. If you're coaching, you're coaching from the good. So you've already got a team member who you've seen some strength or some sort of potential that you can build on. So that's where coaching comes in. Now a PIP is around a team member who is underperforming. Now don't mix them up because at some point you need to be coaching your good performers and the PIP is for the ones who are not performing so well. Now they both have at the heart the same idea. You want them to improve. But when you get into a PIP, there's a point that maybe their performance means that that person may need to be successful with another business and not necessarily yours. I remember the best coach I have ever had was a person who took the time to see I had some strengths where others hadn't. He took the time to sit down with me, walk through what I was good at, what I could improve, and then put a plan in to get me there. He put me on to some people who could support me and then he'd review with me on a regular basis how I was doing. And it felt alive. I felt alive. I felt that I was the one moving forward. I felt I was learning so much and I really enjoyed the process of being coached. So let's just recap those steps for you. Step one, agree the area and strength that you want to improve with your direct and get them to buy in. Step two, put in a plan for that direct and all the support that they're going to need. Step three is agree a time frame for this to happen. And step four is to put established reviews in. Well, thanks for listening on how to deliver coaching. Now it's over to you. You have the background of why it works. You have the context of how it will deliver results to you. You have the step-by-step guide. Now it's up to you to take action and start seeing the benefits. So what are you waiting for? Do it. Nothing comes from nothing. Okay, that's it for me, Manager Matt, this week. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful, and actionable. One last thing, please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider, as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. 
If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermat.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.